Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is the Devils in the Podcast and the Devils have been released for your auditory pleasure. This is episode six. We are a production of the Devils in the Detail Steam Curator and we also have a wonderful Discord server. And if you want to support us, we're at patreon.com forward slash D-I-T-D. I am the host, Gadget Guy. I have been the host of every episode so far. So you probably know me pretty well by now. I've got the enigmatic Plebbles, who is a training reviewer and also one of our regulars on the podcast because he's awesome. Hmm. Oh, thank you. And good to be here again. We have TFX, our community manager, who also does other cool stuff. Uh, he's kind of a man of many hats and is very helpful in making this all possible. Hello, TFX. Oh, yeah. Hey, good to be here. And then we have a new guest called Summers Rose Eye, who is just a cool dude that we know in the server, and we thought it would be cool to bring him on. Hello, Summer. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Glad to have you. So I just want to ask Plebbles, what did you play last week? Um, mostly Valkyria Chronicles 4. I played it on the, you know, some people might shun me for this. I played it on my PS4. No, I don't think there's any shunning. Okay. You know, well, a lot of people are PC master race, so that's what I was expecting. <laughs> it, you know, in the distant future, I, like how I joke, you? I joke about it, I joke about it, but you know, I don't care, man. Like you. Oh yeah, no, 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 not you, not you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm one of those people who, uh, you know, just live your life, you know, and yeah. play the games you want to play. Oh yeah, true, true, true. I wasn't saying you. I was just mostly joking for. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Really good game. I, I have fun with it. I, I started playing it a while ago, and then I got my PC like a year ago, after a little bit after I played the game. Just got back into it because I had a hard drive failure and had literally nothing else to do. Yeah, uh, really good I saw, game. I saw the yeah. uh, the pins on that thing. Oof. Yeah. It, it gave me a pain I didn't think I, I could receive. Like I, yeah. I didn't think it was possible to feel that. <laughs> By the way, possible. have you played Valkyria Chronicles 1? I have. That's actually the first in the series I played, and I think uh, that's my favorite one. Okay, I was to say I was kind. Of, I was going to ask, like, what's, you know, which one's better in your opinion? What do you What do you think of them? I don't know. It's probably a nostalgia thing, but I think one is better. I haven't beaten four yet. Like, there's some minor differences between the two. So mm -hmm. so far, I like four more because in the first one, sniper rifles sucked. Like, you would think a sniper rifle would have great accuracy at a distance. In the first one, <laughs> headshot. Yeah, it didn't work that way. It, oh. it wasn't as bad as like XCOM, which is kind of like the same type of game that Valkyria Chronicles is. Well, XCOM but... sniper rifles with um, I can't remember what the ability is called, but you basically need buddy sight or else your sniper is useless. Oh, I see. But yeah, so anyway, in, Val in Valkyria Chronicles four, sniper rifles are actually much more accurate, and they they also added a whole new class too. They added the grenadier. So you can basically like shoot mofos from like a distance over walls and stuff. It's oh. so awesome. It just adds a lot of tactical. I like it. I, I never played XCOM, but I assume this is a little more, I guess, user friendly because you don't have to worry about the accuracy penalties, you know, despite being in someone's face. I have to say though, XCOM, the new Fire Axis ones, XCOM 1 and 2, oh, so good. Oh, really? That sounds like something I should try. Oh, definitely. Honestly, like one of my favorite PC turn-based strategies at this point. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I played the, uh, I played the expansion pack to the second XCOM 
mm-hmm. went on my, I think it was my Xbox. At, I don't remember which where I played it. I think mm-hmm. maybe I played it at a friend's house. And but then I bought it on my own PC and just beat it again. It was just so good. Just that good, right? Right. Yeah. Plus the mod scene is crazy, so it's yeah, really, right. it's really mods good. Mods too. XCOM yeah. for the win. Oh yeah, XCOM's <laughs> the best. I I can't wait for XCOM three Chimera Squad. Give me that that little like Ooh. spoonful. You know, like when they give you that little tasting of ice cream at like an ice cream store. <laughs> yeah, they gave yeah. me they give me that little dollop of ice cream, and now I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you better give me the whole thing, or else I'm gonna go across the counter at you. Right, concentrated servings of ice cream until yeah. you're like, you know what, screw this, and you just go all in yourself. <laughs> yeah. Although I think yeah. perhaps uh, I believe the XCOM creators version called Phoenix Point will be out on Steam in December, so I might wow. pick that up and uh, just to sort of hold myself over, even though it wasn't you know rated super well. Right. All right. right. TFX. Still, still XCOM in heart. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, definitely. TFX. What yeah. kind of great game have you been playing lately? Oh, Only like played two games so far: <laughs> Crisis Warheads and The Evil Within. I mean, oh, God. Play... what? I was joking. Why do you always prove that you play gray games? <laughs> I no, don't I mean, know how you do it. I mean, like, Crisis Warheads is like the first time I play it. It's like most action-packed Crisis game i played so far. It's better than one, that's for sure, in my opinion. And it's like it's very gray. short. Yeah, but... And then you... And then you play Evil Within, which is gray. <laughs> is that is that your favorite color? I just I need to know, man. I just nah. <laughs> about to say because like, uh, even his profile pictures are kind of gray. Like it just kind of like gives you that feeling, so, you know. So much gray. <laughs> this game's gonna be Modern Warfare Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad to hear Crisis Warhead is good. How is the Evil Within? I mean, that's my second time I've played this. I never played the DLCs, so it's like I played generally played this game just to play the DLCs. But then all in all, the game is great. It's like Resident Evil. I can't wait to. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like a pretty good horror game, even though it's not very scary. That's, but that's the good. I heard the, sec- I heard the second one's kind of okay. I heard it's pretty good. Uh, pl- I like the second one more. At least the second one is more optimized because the yeah. yeah first one is like a bad console port. Yeah, it's unfortunately one of those games where they make the console version and then the PC version's an afterthought instead of making all three yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, yeah. good. Or is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, I just need to make sure. I just need to make sure. All right, I, I, what game have you been playing? Uh, I've been. Mean, mostly just been working but um kind of in my free time i've just been playing various visual novels to try and get down my list of games that i have to play um and then the other day i was playing um risk of rain 2 with plebbles so that was fun um and then and then yesterday i was playing rivals of ether with my brother so that was cool that is good were you playing workshop characters were you playing ronald mcdonald i haven't downloaded him yet uh just because my brother's been bugging me to do it, so, so it's kind of one of those things. Where it's like, he, he's super broken. Like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. He's super broken, and plus, they yeah, actually, I've seen, I've seen like the gameplay of him, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like I'll do it, but it's like 
since my other brother has been bugging me to download him, it's like, nah, I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, what was really incredible was that the the, the developer of the Ronald McDonald mo- character mod actually programmed uh, an AI for it. And uh, there's even a super version of the AI, and it's basically considered like the final challenge of any Smash player or fighting game player because it is awful. All of his moves are computer optimized. So yeah, they're... <laughs> as a one of those, uh, he uh, he reads your um your actions right as you do it, so he can respond accordingly. Type deals. Yeah, probably. I mean, oh, oh goodness gracious, it was that uh, spicy. Yeah, honestly, it's it's pretty funny to watch because it's just ridiculously overpowered and too good just yeah it's a robot you can tell it makes no mistakes you're just instantly dead unless you react perfectly my god yeah yeah and then it's like when i play with my brother it's like so it's like first we play with like the the actual characters and then and then we'll move into the custom characters yeah yeah i'm curious to see uh what you think of ronald mcdonald when you get there so I was very glad to hear what you guys were playing because uh, I've been playing boring games. I've been playing Bloons, TD6, and Factorio, which are just, you know, chill games while I am watching some training videos on my other monitor. So, mm. you know, see. not 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 especially exciting. Uh, right, I've been playing right. Fra- Factorio with a mod called Crastorio 2. It's actually mm. really good. It's kind of an alternative to the Bob Angel combo, um, oh, without being really grindy. But you know, I, I kind of, I kind of really have been enjoying it. So that's what I've been good, up to. Yeah. I think as long as you enjoy it, that's the important thing. Yeah, definitely. Wasn't Factorio released out of early access this week or this month? Uh, yeah, uh, it was this month. Yeah, but I mean, it's basically been a finished product for the last three years. So. I mean, it, yeah, so, like, the release doesn't really mean much, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the reviews are great. Like, I mean, the, view, the reviews have been great for it since the game came out, so, I mean... Yeah, they've been maintaining very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the game basically came out in an almost finished state, and then they finished it basically in a year, and now they've just been, like, tweaking everything perfectly for the last, like, four years to make it even better. Right. I think they somewhat did that with Risk of Rain, too. It it was early access, and then, but it was like pretty much finished. And then they had like some stuff that they were adding to it. And then they just decided to like wait a year before removing it from early access. Yeah. Mm. I'm so old. I remember when Factorio was $10 and was not on the Steam store when it was pre-alpha. I remember that too. <laughs> I remember yeah. playing it on my computer and uh, my, my school's computer. <laughs> oh, Plebbles, you know that's not for gaming, right? Oh, of course not. No, it, it doesn't mean I didn't do it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Everyone what did. the teacher, what the teacher didn't know, doesn't hurt them. <laughs> Aye. On yeah. to our devilish topics. So the first topic I wanted to bring up would be that uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator has been a lot in the news lately. But there are a couple things that I want to go over first. First of all, it was reviewed really, really well. So what do you guys think of that? Surprising. <laughs> I, I guess it's just like the one-to-one earth model yeah you know that's really cool i mean i know one of the big things people always do is apparently you can find like a a generic model of your house but there will still be a house yeah yeah they did a really good job actually mapping it like i didn't play it yet but i've seen some gameplay they've the gameplay is something i would play beautiful. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's something I would normally not play a simulator, but I think I would try this simulator. I mean, just because. It, it yeah, like I would that. too. I thought it was really funny. Uh, it kind of made the news that uh, two guys were streaming on Twitch and they did a, a realistic flight time from like New York to Dubai and it took like 16 real time hours. So, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Realism. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I think you can just like spawn your plane wherever you want to look, but no, they mm -hmm. actually like took off at an airport, flew 16 real life hours, and then landed. And it's, it's just insanity to me. Really but I, I guess it's fun. But yeah, I think it's part of the fun. Just why not? You know, just exploring. We're seeing how this is, how that is, how far can this go? Yeah, it's awesome. If I remember correctly, there was like an old DOS game called like New York to Las Vegas or something like that. And mm. oh, New York to Las Vegas and back or something like that. And uh, I don't know. It was like the game, quote unquote game was you just driving for a total of 20 real-time hours. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess oh, there's a market for it. Yeah. Is, uh, is, 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 is that that game where, like, um, you have to actually, uh, like, steer or else the bus will actually go off and you'll lose? Like, you have to actually... Yeah, yeah, and then the you got to start the 20 hours all over again. Oh, dude, I remember when that came out. Now I feel old. <laughs> 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 oh, man, yeah, that one was... Uh, that one was interesting, and now we have a plain version of it. Yeah. Another interesting uh, thing that came up in the news was something like a kid wrote in a report about mm -hmm. something, and it for some reason created a 121-mile-tall uh, cube in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, I just wow. thought that was funny. I don't know. Yeah why that was but it's just like they just ended up making accidentally making this giant cube or rectangle or something this giant obelisk i believe they're calling it and uh because i guess they must have uh accidentally scanned in some like student project oh i see and the game pretty much uh, rectified it as that huh yeah yeah oh i see that's interesting kind of funny. yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Microsoft was very happy to find out that there was a giant 121-mile-tall obelisk. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> into the sky. Uh, another thing that made Microsoft Flight Simulator sort of stand out this week is that it's the new crisis. And that even top-of-the-line gaming PCs with, like, 2080 TIs and, like, hyper AMD chips or Intel chips are can't run the game at 60 FPS stably. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, yeah, based on what I've seen, I kind of can't blame. Yeah, I kind of can't blame people for not being able to run it so easy. So, yeah, apparently it's it's in like computer melt territory. It's just so Jeez. I don't yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if it's just unoptimized or it just requires that many resources. I'm going to go with the former, mm -hmm. um, knowing Microsoft's recent sort of track record. But yeah. Apparently, it's being called the the new crisis because, yeah, even modern top tech can't play it yeah. effectively. I mean, cause, yeah, because it looks like with all the uh, little details that they've added to everything and even like the little uh, here and there care that they put into it, it does appear that it could. But I mean, I don't know. We're in a day and age where um, optimization kind of makes us so that like almost any PC, you know, aside for a couple of cases like, you know, console ports. 
most of the time computers can reasonably run at you know what I mean 60 frames per second most games. Yeah. So sure. I don't know. I can go either way on this too. And uh you know, the final reason it was sort of in the news was the controversy. Oh, uh, here it is. The, the controversy was that uh, you, when you downloaded the game, you downloaded a 600 megabyte launcher. And then, mm. I mean, which is kind of ridiculous. No launcher I've ever known is 600 megabytes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. um, so that you download the 600 megabyte launcher, which the launcher in turn downloads 90 gigabytes worth of game. So uh, people were upset because they thought it was a way for Microsoft to avoid Steam's refund policy by making you, quote unquote, play over two hours. But there was really no um, no real, you know, Microsoft didn't really deny it, but they also didn't say they were for it. So mm-hmm. really, it only died down when uh, when Micro- when Steam came out and said, uh, we will honor refunds over two hours because of this. Right, right, because of all the time to actually get it. Isn't Warframe the same? We have to download the launcher, and the launcher downloads the game. Yeah, but I think the problem is, is that in this in this case, it's not free. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like yeah, Warframe, I mean, yeah, you're yeah, just you not losing anything. Yeah, 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 it's like I want a refund. I want all my zero dollars back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, so there were, you know, that was uh that was our controversy drama of the week. <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's always some oh actually no, there that isn't actually the only controversy of the week. Oh boy. uh the next controversy was uh Fortnite and Apple are still at it. Of course. So yeah. this week Apple said, Hey uh, Epic Games, because you broke our rules. We're going to delete all of your Epic Games accounts on Apple's store. But the problem is, is that would also delete the Unreal Engine, which people use to make and update their games. And Epic's like, no! Right. Don't do uh, that. Yeah. And the, <laughs> Epic's like, no, how dare you? Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, and so Apple eventually came out with a statement saying, uh, yeah, you kind of did this to yourself. Uh, come, you can come back freely when you fix your hot mess that you've made for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Epic Games sort of made a bad uh, move to, yeah, you know, try to fight two of the largest tech companies in the world. Yeah. And, and I, I like I don't know like they they say they're fighting for like an open platform, but I honestly kind of don't feel that. No, like if they were fighting, if they were fighting for an open platform, they'd be like supporting like other apps and stuff that mm-hmm. want to get on the. You know they they'd be like supporting Microsoft to get yeah. their game streaming on iOS, but instead they're just uh, they're just they just want to move payments out of the Apple stores so they don't have to. T- lose a 30% cut. So it seems like a bit hypocritical. It is. Yeah. The, see, the problem is though, at the same time, it's, you know, you can kind of understand where they're coming from. Like it's unfair, but it's the standard. Like essentially every marketplace charges that. So they can't really get mad. I mean, they walked into the deal, put their app on knowing full on what they had to pay Apple. So like, 
you know, it's all and the speed that they released that commercial against Apple. I feel like that yeah. that, that was too fast. You know, they definitely they knew had this that was plan. happening. Yeah, they had it planned. I just don't think they had this far planned because Apple's I mean, like, don't worry, we're gonna win. It's not a winning battle for them. Yeah, it really is. I mean, seriously, it feels like a big like Karen move to me. Yeah, I agree because it's not it's not like Apple's fault. I, you know, I don't like I don't personally like Apple. Like, I, don't I don't either. Hate, yeah, I don't hate any group. I mean, everyone's got to make money, but I personally don't like Apple. But they're in the right here. I mean. You, know, you agree to their terms. You can't get mad at them because you decided out of nowhere you don't like them and then try yeah. to backpedal on the terms you've already agreed to and then try to sue them for it. I mean, yeah. the terms are legally binding. And in, yeah. in the contract, it says we will terminate your account if you break these rules. And they broke the rules. So, and then they, Precisely then, right. Then surprised <laughs> Pikachu face. Surprised <laughs> Pikachu face. <laughs> I also like how they decided um, to take on both tech companies instead of just yeah, that was one a at bad time. idea. Right, like it, like it, at least do one at a time. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not supporting it, but be a little smarter, like a little more smart about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it, de- it definitely reminds me of work. I mean, I've had it where like customers trying to do a return. And like it was like past our return period or something like that, and so like we wouldn't take the return, and then they were saying that like we have to honor like what the like agreement and stuff because you know they have a receipt and everything. We have to honor it's a binding agreement or whatever, mm. even though we have a sign at customer service that says Bed Bath and Beyond has the right to deny a return. Yeah, we have a sign that says that it's part of our policy. Yeah, I think it's just that sort of like online and personal stores are not in personal, but in-person stores are such public places that people go every day that they forget mm-hmm. that they're a private entity that <laughs> is allowed to ma- stop you. Yeah. <laughs> like in the Fortnite case and in your uh, your yep. retail example. So yeah, it's there in our policy that, you know, we could do that. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like what. Epic Games is trying to do with Apple. They walked into this agreement and now they're trying to back out of it. It's like you it's in there it's in the agreement. You can't do that. Right, right. You signed yeah. up already for it, you know? You're in it for life, homie. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, like band together with app creators um to make like a union or something. Right. Uh, but like like that would be a way to like open up and fight against Apple, not you took our shares, and then when we tried to break the rules, you called us on it. Like, yeah, it's such yeah, it's like you work with like app, you know, work with app creators <laughs> to make your own store that doesn't have these, you know, payment things where you know we're losing thirty percent or yeah. yeah, you know, it's like if you make your own that doesn't have that, then you can fight Apple and or I think yeah. you know, Android, but it's like. You're kind of just complaining because you're losing money. It's like you, yeah, like I was, I was they thinking like to put more. They kind of have to put more effort into actually like making their actual Epic Games store better. I think first, but then yeah, down yeah. the line, you know. <laughs> or like what I was thinking. What I was thinking is like uh, you know make a union and have like a union strike, where like mm-hmm. all the developers like pull their apps until Apple does something. But they didn't do that. Yeah. They didn't do that. They just uh, they just sued them 
And now that they're losing, they're like surprised Pikachu face. You can't <laughs> yeah. do that. So yeah, it sounds like they got greedy because, like, I don't know. It sounds like to me they they had this planned out from the get go, and they were hoping yeah. that it was going to go a complete different direction. Because it would have just been simple for them to just say, okay, well, we'll just have a strike or just something similar. You know, if they really cared, they wouldn't just flat out sue. People don't just sue like that when they're blatantly in the wrong, unless they're oh, yeah. trying to get money out of it. Yeah. Lawsuits, you know? lawsuits take months to make too. Like, especially yeah. one that's supposedly mm -hmm. like, uh, like so good that, you know, there are no holes in it. I mean, that mm -hmm. takes like almost a year's preparation. So they knew for a while that they were going to do this. Yes, exactly. I just think, unfortunately for them, Apple has uh, more lawyers, uh, you know, on salary, on payroll. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. too. I sort of wonder if it's because of the decline of Fortnite, because Possibly, sort of like yeah. sort of like MOBAs before them and then like StarCraft before MOBAs, you know, mm -hmm. there's always been sort of a gaming fad, should I say, that you know, gets really, really, really popular, then everyone copies them. And then, you know, everyone, you know, just stops caring and moves on to the next thing. Sort of like, oh, yeah. like Fall Guys is sort of the latest sort of gaming fad. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised to see at least 30 clones come out in the next year. Yeah. But I, I sort of wonder if it has anything to do with the dwindling player base that maybe, um, you know, they're, they're getting a little desperate yeah, that is possible. And it could yeah. be like maybe maybe they'll make enough money from uh, people getting back into Fortnite and supporting them blindly. Maybe they'll make more money off of that than with the, you know, maybe the lawsuit's bogus. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, can't, I don't know much about online celebrities anymore. But I think a decent amount of the streamers that focus solely on Fortnite have sort of could become more variety streamers. Well, yeah. So, money yeah. Money's not Fortnite anymore. Yeah, like I don't I don't know about Ninja, but I don't think Ninja's playing as much Fortnite as he used yeah, to. So, so mm -hmm. you know, maybe well, that's just Yeah, cuz yeah. it's like that's the thing I've kind of noticed is like it kind of seems like it's kind of started with PUBG, but then since that was paid, they made, you know, Epic Games made Fortnite, which is free, so people moved to that and then yeah. Then um it's essentially a fad, yeah. Yeah, what was what was the other one that um I know the Triforce Apex for a Legend? while was yeah, it's Apex Legends, yeah. PUBG, yeah, Apex, and Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. then it's like Apex kind of like as soon as Apex came out, then it's like Fortnite kind of started to die you know. Because yeah. everyone was now on to Apex. And it seems Apex is still kind of one of the ones that's up there. Yeah. yeah. So all I can say sort of as close out of that topic is it was a bad idea <laughs> and i'm really curious to see how it all ends yeah same yeah um so i guess not as controversial but uh, australia uh now requires in-app purchases to be shown on the cover of a video game box before you mm -hmm. buy it um i i don't think that's like for people who are collectors of box art i think they'd be upset but I yeah. think as a pair, as a parent, I would kind of prefer this if I didn't know a lot about video games and technology, because I mm. I wouldn't want my kid to get addicted to gambling. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know because what I would say is, um, why not put that warning in like the inside of the case? Because then that way it doesn't really affect the art. You know what I mean? But I, you gotta open I think the it's, case anyway. 
I think it's because, well, I th- you can't really open it in the store. So I think it's to, like I said, let parents know, oh, like, true. hey, this might, this game might rack up a hundred dollars on your credit card because your kid stole it or something. Yeah. Like maybe double check that you want to be buying in this game. Yeah. That's so, true. I mean, I, I honestly, I think that's a good way to start going towards. Yeah. It. I, I, th- I think that is a positive change because no matter what anyone does, it seems like companies don't really want to get rid of loot boxes and they just keep rebranding it yeah, at this point. Yeah. It's like, it's not a loot box. It's a season pass or whatever <laughs> mm. with, a, with chest drops or something. I don't know. Pro- but, right, um, right, which still essentially yeah. equates to, uh, yeah, loot boxes. Yeah. They keep calling it something else. It's like, yeah, there's no loot boxes, but then it's like some other thing that they call yeah, it. Yeah. It's right. the same so, thing. It's like, it's not a loot so, box, it's a loot triangle. Okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that um, I definitely think it's a positive sort of change because I I think there will be a negative stigma that starts surrounding games with that on the box, and then maybe yeah. developers will finally start to, you know, not put them in there because you know parents aren't going to buy games with the negative stigma of in-app purchases. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's a good thing to that. You know, they should put that on there. And then, I mean, you know, there's places, I think there's places like on possibly like on the back of the box that like they can put such a thing without taking away from the art of the box. Yeah. Again, it's unfortunate, but I think they did it because parents, like if a a kid picks up a game and shows it to their parents, they're not going to show them the back of the box. Of course they're going to show them the cover of the box. So you got to like, you got to make sure that little Timmy can't trick his parents into buying him a game. Yeah. Like FIFA 2021 or whatever with like weird little card loot boxes or something. Right. It has to be known by the parents no matter what, before they purchase it. Because otherwise they'll uh, basically be upset and in some cases sue the company or try to bring a court case to it or, you know, write angry letters. I don't know. I don't. I don't disagree with them doing this. I just think parents need to start being more on top of their kids with this stuff. Personally, yeah, I, because I kind of have to agree like, there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to sound like conceited or anything because I know uh, it's harder for uh, like the later generations to understand how all of our tech works today. But like, you got to figure it's like, you know, you love your kid. Maybe you could put like five, ten minutes a day into figuring out what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, just read <laughs> read the box. You know what I mean? Like. My little cousin used to go on Roblox all the time, and I would know pretty much everything she did. And it wasn't because I cared about Roblox. It's because there's all kinds of adware, hackers asking for information, some cases of, like, asking for, you know, nude pictures. So, yeah, I wanted to make sure. My mom had no no had no, had no idea. I wanted to make sure she wasn't getting anything crazy because she was, like, eight at, no, ten at the time, so she doesn't know any better. Yeah, I, uh, but I do think it would be better if there were, you know, an easier way. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely. Because, like, I mean, no, go ahead. It, um, it's, I mean, it's, you know, you can read about it, but, you know, if you don't know what you're looking for in the first place, yeah. Because, like, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, if you don't know what an in app purchase is, it's just little Timmy wants this video game for Christmas. Okay, I'll buy him this video game. And now he's yeah. addicted to buying V-Bucks or whatever. So, That's true. 
at that point, I would Google. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, Google this game. I'll read the game. It'll say, oh, okay, this game has in-app purchases. What does that mean? Google in-app purchase. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I understand what you mean, though. Yeah, it's still safe just to have it just okay. in case. Okay, Plebbles, you got to remember, man, not everyone can Google, especially, like, grandparents that will buy kids these games <sighs> for, like, Christmas. Like, yeah. oh, man, some of these grandparents, I, I – I feel bad for them. They don't, yeah, they don't even know how to Google. So you're, you're kind of expecting a lot out of there, uh, out of them. I suppose. But then how come they can't ask the game, you know, like the, the store owners or anything like that? Cause maybe they're buying you know it mean? online. They don't know how to Google, but they can go online and buy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you understand what I'm trying to say here though, right? So yeah, no, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of silly. Oh, but I understand man. there are some cases in which like my mom barely knows how to open up Internet Explorer on a computer. Oh, you, know? you Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she doesn't know who Google Chrome is. I said, uh, OK, so I'll <laughs> call Google Chrome. She said, what about Chrome? I'm like, Google Chrome. It's, uh, it's a web browser, a browser. And I'm just there like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's my mom. I got to explain what this means. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I understand where you're coming from as well. I'm not against it. I just wanted to give my two cents on. No, that. yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against them having some type of warning because little Timmy could try to pull a fast <laughs> one and be like, you know, V-Bucks. <laughs> Dude, I, I hate to say it, man, but kids are really good at deception. They like, are. Yeah. Oh, I'm, man. I mean, like, aside from some sport games and, like, a few multiplayer-focused games, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Yeah, true enough. The kid's going to be like, hey, Ma, I want this game. And she says, like, but this has now purchases. He's like, but ma, this is GTA six. Like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's GTA yeah. six, you know, that game for adults. I want to buy it. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I know someone who's taught for a very long time and you'd be surprised the amount of third graders playing GTA. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't be, I was playing GTA when I was in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Plebbles, no! Bad, you're being a bad influence on the podcast. Deleted, oh, I mean, uh, consoled. I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, no, no, no. I, I never. Okay, I was, I was a Christian kid. Okay, I, I actually did go to a Christian school when I was in third grade. I was Christian, read the Bible, nothing more. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay off drugs. Stay away from drugs. They're bad for you. Okay. That is good. Stay away from loot boxes. Yeah, stay away from loot boxes. Stay away from loot boxes. Stay in school. Don't be like me. Stay in school. (laughs) Although school drugs, what's the difference? Yeah, pretty much. School is uh, school is a little hard to go to these days, but uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, all speaking of loot boxes, yeah, he's been sued over FIFA loot boxes. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Everyone gasps oh. in astonishment. <gasps> yeah, it's just it's so shocking that it isn't shocking. I'm negative shocked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just thought I'd put that in there because the EA just always does funny things like what was it? Last week we talked about the CEO asking for more money and it was denied. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's like now they're getting sued over FIFA loot boxes, so Right, right. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just like EA always makes less than stellar, you know, decisions. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like uh, never enough. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say when you were talking about uh for the older generation how they don't know how to Google things. It uh reminds me of a podcast I saw on YouTube 
because uh, they they do do a thing with Google and uh, like they look up like the most searched thing for a th certain thing and one of them was on Google. How do I Google something? <laughs> Seems a little uh, <laughs> a little circular there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, could you imagine if Google answered with "You're using it right now, dumb." <laughs> yeah. No, I I love the site that is uh, why don't I Google that for you or something like that, and it plays like an animation and Google's it for you, but like in a sarcastic way. I always thought mm -hmm. that one was funny. Yeah, is that site still funny. around? Yeah, yeah, that's still around. Yeah. With the, was that wasn't hard, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like uh, yeah, that wasn't hard or something like that. Don't take that out of context. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mano, I'm sure will. I mean, uh, no, I'm we definitely sure, will. Yeah. We definitely. I'm sure there, there's people that will. <laughs> yeah, the editor will uh potentially take that out of context. Uh, yeah, uh, we've already established this is a Christian podcast. No, no, <laughs> no swearing. We have to talk about the latest version of uh, what was that old SNES game, Super Noah's Story, or something like that. Super Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what is it? Noah's Ark 3D is on uh, yeah. is on Steam right now. So uh, this is a mm. Noah's Ark. This is a Noah's Ark podcast right now. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All violence and uh, nudity and swearing is now banned. But no, not really. I'm joking. Because <laughs> um, our next topic is Ghost of Tsushima uh, is coming out with a, a Legends update, which includes co-op story oh, mode. I don't have a PS4, so I'm really hoping this comes to PC. But, you know, it's always cool when developers make something really neato for free. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, my roommate was talking about it. He was like, yeah, so, you know, if you get the game, you know, you can actually play it with me. I'm like, oh, well, now I might have a reason to buy it on PS4. I'd rather wait until, <laughs> it, you know, if it does come out on PC. But Honestly, you know. not a bad marketing strategy. Yeah, not at all. Hey, at all. you know, yeah, you know how you played your friend's copy? Well, guess what? Now you have to play it again with your friends. So buy your own <laughs> copy. Right, so you can play together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh, my. Um, Good. So another, we were just talking about Fall Guys earlier, uh, mm -hmm. and I thought it was kind of an interesting idea. So what Fall Guys decided to do is that they're doing a charity skin, and basically whichever mm -hmm. company donates more money to charity, they will make a skin of that in the game. Oh, interesting. That's a good way so to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so is it going to be like, let's say, if um, I don't know, if uh, uh, I don't know, a supermarket uh, chain, right? If they donated more money, it would just have like you know Acme on the side of it, say outfit yes. or something like that. Yeah. If, if Walmart wins, they get us a, a Fall Guys skin. Oh my, that's actually kind of <laughs> cool though, because it, it's it's a nice, you know, I, I don't know how I'd feel about you know advertising a company with a skin. But I mean, it's a nice thing. It's going to charity. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's not the worst thing, especially because it's cosmetic and you just you don't have to use it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. And the it, money is going to charity, so it's. I think that's a yeah. good thing. It's definitely, wholesome. definitely very wholesome. So I remember the I was surprised to hear in the news this week the Firewatch movie. Firewatch being a very popular narrative game that eventually the team got picked up by Valve themselves, uh, mm. had thought about trying to turn 
the game into a movie, uh, but then it was canceled sort of when they got uh, bought out. Uh, but now it started up again, so everyone can watch the movie of the game. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I never thought that would actually happen. Um, then it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But I don't know. Since since they've shown interest in bringing it up again, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Honestly. I'm just honestly hoping it's good because yeah. we all know the quality of video games turned into movies. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh-huh. Just just yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, this Hopefully needs to end with an underwhelming ending like last yeah. game. Because it's like yeah. of the suspense and all, but at the end, there's like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, I sat through two hours for that. <laughs> yeah. What I um, mean, like, man. the only reason I have more hopes for it as opposed to like any other video game movie, because you're right, most of them are just, you know, utter trash. Uh, it's a narrative game on its own, like, merit, its own basis. So, how would you like? mess that up in movie form like you know oh don't challenge them i'm really trying you'd be surprised i'm really trying to hope because like it's already a great narrative game you know what i mean it's like could you imagine if they made a movie off of the stanley parable and messed that up like it's just literally a guy walking talking to anonymous voice like they'd find a way they'd find dude i mean mario brothers is a guy walking to the right infinitely (laughs) And yet yeah. they still made that horrible monstrosity of a movie. So oh yeah, true. <laughs> but to be fair, yeah, to be fair though, they really didn't have a story. Like this already has a story. You'd have to be stupid to mess up in there. <laughs> I mean, like, so does world so does World of Warcraft, and that movie was terrible. Oh yeah, that's true. Come on, Gadget. I'm just trying to have a little hope. Let me yeah, have no, I I don't know, man. I <laughs> I don't know if I can let you have that. That one's just too uh <laughs> There have been too many bad video games movies out there. I know, I know. I'm just trying Plebos. to remain hopeful. I like Firewatch. Yeah, Plebos, I don't know where you've been, but hope is not allowed. Hope is banned. <laughs> hope is banned. <laughs> Especially in 2020. Hope is banned in 2020. Uh, oh, big guess, time in 2020. I guess the coronavirus and everything else has been happening in the news. I guess uh, that should have been a clear indicator. You're right. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Also, this is kind of a bad year to release anything, honestly. That's true. Especially a movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Any cuts they would normally have to make, they're going to make it tenfold because because of all the extra expenses. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, here's sort of the reverse happening is the book Animal Farm is being turned into an adventure video game, which is sort of apt depending upon which country you live in. Interesting. That's a good book. That's one of my favorite books of all time. Really? I've never read it. You never have? Oh, it's a it's a good book. It's like I might have to. Yeah, I read it. I don't like. Here's the thing I'll say about the book Animal Farm. I hate reading. It was a good read. Oh well, there we go. So I might either have to read the book or just wait for the video game. (laughs) Either one should work. Just the book is so awesome, dude. I'm just afraid that the the video game, sort of like when a book is turned into a movie, will be not as good because you lose a lot of the characters introspection and sort of development and all the little like B plots that happen because books often have a lot of little B plots that they throw in there to like develop characters. Yeah. When when you can only show one thing at a time, like in a movie or a video game, mm -hmm. it's, it's not as good generally. Yeah. Like Harry Potter did that. 
you know, the books progressively got bigger and bigger, but the movie still saved this. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. they've cutting out a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Only seven got longer because it had to do that in two parts. Yeah. yeah but that, wasn't the book in two parts? No, no, the no, book was not, not in two parts. Okay. And so then, and then of course, and, and then you get that unfortunate, the unfortunate movie changes. I know, yeah. on, you know, it was another Harry Potter reference. Uh, the infamous, did you watch your name to the Goblet of Fire? Uh, <sighs> yeah, the movie, the, even the movie script said you should do it, uh, you know, quietly and calmly. And somehow the movie ends up with the Dumbledore screaming, did you add your name to the yeah. Goblet of Fire? Oh, yeah, just really loudly. And they just kept it. They're like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah I'm, I'm i'm hopeful but worried same yeah the only reason why i'm worried like i'm hopeful because i mean animal farm is a really good book just a general synopsis just you know simple as that there's two essentially brothers right one of them cares for the other one because the other one's a little slow and you know this is before like i don't know before or a little bit after but like vaccinations were a thing so like they don't explain how he's just he's just you know retarded like back then it was okay and that's how they refer to him in the book well essentially it's just their adventures and they end up you know he ends up getting in trouble well of course you know the brother cares about his big brother and i can't tell you anything else because it would ruin the story but th therein lies my worry it's like there's a lot of themes and a lot of things that happen in that book that i don't think media today would be accepting of so you might want to read the book because the ending i don't think they'll want to show like at all and not to change a lot of the words like retard yeah you, know, you can't use that today so oh they'd have to call but, them challenged or something but um it's about animals yeah are, are you talking about like lenny and the other guy yeah oh am i confusing it I'm confusing i think you it. might be i am confusing it okay no i, I do yeah. know what animal farm is that animal farm is that one where it's like they're um in a farm and they basically they're animals they try to uh over they overthrow but then they start noticing they have issues right so i just flat out mi mix that up okay like yeah, yeah i mixed that i up. just got confused there's like animal farms yeah. about animals you should probably just cut out everything i just said <laughs> <laughs> hey that's not up to me that's not up to me unfortunately yeah wow how did i mix that up yeah, my bad. Yeah, I, I mean, it's basically... But Animal Farm is good. Yeah, they yeah, have references like Napoleon and all kinds of other figures are referenced in forms well, of animals. I mean, it's, yeah. it's basically... I mean, it, it... Yeah, it basically is like this... The uprising of the Soviet Union except in Animal Farm. Yeah. Animal yeah. Farm. So, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how, <laughs> how they... It'll be interesting to see how they pull it off and then also to see how, like, places like russia respond yeah well i mean like the book already exists i'd be kind of surprised that they were so shallow to respond now plus the, the book's, book's like 100 years forever. old yeah the book's been around forever you know <laughs> I, I do know what animal farm is i just made that mistake i promise okay because okay it's like, it's like who's where difference i'm like yeah i think that's a different book yeah, ignore me. For some reason, I was thinking because uh, Lenny, I think his name was, actually kills an animal, and they were at a yeah. farm at one point. So don't ask me why I confused. Yeah, yeah, I think that is a something that happens. But yeah, there's going to yeah, be all I kinds of interesting. That one, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like there's even a part at the moment. But like, there's even a part where there's like cows that can't, you know, they can't survive because the humans, there's no humans milking them. 
And like, there's all kinds of new struggles, despite them being liberated from the owners, the humans, they still have their own struggles. Like they were fed. So now they got to figure out how to feed themselves. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be an interesting uh, game regardless. I just hope the interesting mm-hmm. is good and not bad. Yeah. Uh, another game that got, that was pretty popular, sort of like in a farm where there's a popular book would be rogue legacy two came out. And unfortunately, it's kind of being, it's terrible because from what I'm aware, it's almost exactly like the first game, except with a 3D art style and also the game released with barely any content. I think it has like two or three hours of content. Oh boy. So, yeah. I mean, it's early access, so it's... No, I understand that. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't think that's really the issue, the two to three hours. I think it's more that it's literally the same game, pretty mm-hmm. much, which oh. sort of made people like, why even make a second one? Right. If it's just a straight rehash, it's like, what's the point? Because I don't know. They, um, they say no, they'll make money somehow. Yeah. Um, but a sequel that is, uh, that actually I'm kind of looking forward to is Spelunky 2. Hmm. Uh, Spelunky is the pretty much one of the games that made roguelikes the absolute powerhouse it is today. Yeah. Uh, and it's just an amazing game, sort of like action platformer where everything kills you somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. what's great about Spelunky 2 is that they actually changed things. I know mm-hmm. on their store page you can ride a turkey um, <laughs> while shooting, a, sh- that sounds awesome. while shooting a shotgun. So. I am now already sold too. <laughs> sold by the <laughs> riding a turkey. They're jumping the shark on that one. A shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't you never know? Maybe they'll add a shark to ride. So you know, don't say that because they may literally jump the shark. <laughs> the turkey's probably just happy he's on the other side of the shotgun for once. <laughs> yeah, no, so I know with like I know with like uh, the first Spunky, they did like. They did pretty much add it into another or part of it into like another game, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, from what I'm aware, Splunky Two is first coming to PS4 on the 14th, hmm. I think, and then it'll come to PC after that in a week or two, due to porting or something like oh, yeah, that. They got ported properly. Well, I don't care. They could have as much time as they need to ensure it actually works properly on PC. I'd rather not have you know all those issues. Personally. Yeah, and what's really funny is that not only can the player ride turkeys, but you can fight enemies riding turkeys too. <laughs> awesome! So, yeah, <laughs> I've innovated the game of twenty, the game of the year of twenty twenty. Bob, why ride did you turkeys. enjoy Spelunky too? I ride of the turkey, <laughs> and I went gun blazing on other people riding turkeys. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it just sounds so ludicrous and outlandish. It just sounds like something that you, you just want to play. Like you can ride a turkey. Like why not? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, if like Spelunky one is really, really good enough. So if Spelunky two has like turkey riding, man, it's gotta be good. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. you just you just know it's gotta be good. I'm oh, yeah, just sure. I just can't wait for it to come out. Uh, because yeah, gotta get my turkey riding action in. No other game has turkey riding uh, <laughs> that that's that detailed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's got so love, again, care, and turkey riding. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if that game will come out in early access, but another game that has been in early access for like a year, maybe two, has been Hades, a game by Supergiant Games, creators of Transistor and Bastion. Uh, the mm. game is apparently really, really good. I apparently somehow own it. Um, and I'm excited for the Hades 1.0 launch. Mm. So I don't know. What What do you have you guys seen anything about it? I'm, I uh, haven't, no. I know I'm stoked. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I, haven't not, I didn't even I know it existed, truth be told. I played the other games and like uh, Transistor and Bastion. I like, I like them both. So I can't wait to uh, play Hades when it's out early access. Yeah, I uh, I know it's a really, really good roguelike. Uh, Super Giant's always been really good at making sort of un sort Our of a new like hmm. awesome. Yeah, and they've always made like innovative games because like Bastion was like an action RPG, but it was also kind of like a narrative experience. And then hmm. uh, Transistor was like a turn-based slash real-time tactics strategy game. Yeah, and then Pyre was like basketball battling <laughs> now we've got rogue greek mythology roguelike so because yeah. i played transistor and bastion i i really liked them i just didn't hear anything about this hades game i'm actually surprised it sounds good you said it's a roguelike yeah i think maybe the reason you didn't hear about it was it had timed exclusivity for like a year or two on epic game uh, store and yeah. then it sort of shadow launched on steam mm-hmm Oh, if you want a recommendation, our uh, our overlord Manos has reviewed it uh, in an earlier version, so you can sort of get a an idea of whether or not you should buy it. Hey, there's that too. Yeah, I could definitely do that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I've always personally loved Greek mythology, so I cannot wait to play the game in 1.0 when it releases. Because man, I love Greek mythology and a game about Greek mythology with a, a sort of a new twist on it is definitely going to be pretty interesting because you play the son of Hades or something like that. And you're trying to escape hell. Oh, that is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Sounds kind of like, um, instead of, uh, like God of war, instead of Kratos being like, you know, the son of Zeus trying to escape hell, it's just <laughs> it's the son of Hades trying to escape hell. Yeah. And I know that, um, <laughs> What I th- what I, what's kind of interesting is that it like it sort of continues Greek lore, I think, because I think he's the son of Persephone and Hades, which hmm. you know is old Greek mythology, but it's sort of like continuing the story in a in a in a way, which I always think is kind of cool. Now here's yeah. the game I'm really looking forward to: Baldur's Gate Three, coming out. September 30th. Oh boy. Oh boy. I am looking forward to that. Man, there's all kinds of brain squids. Oh, <laughs> and I don't know the the cinematic trail or the gameplay trailer had a person pulling a brain out of a guy, which subsequently turned into a little mind creature. I don't remember the official D D term because the game is based on Dungeons and Dragons. But uh wow. Yeah, it was it was quite a trailer, yeah. honestly. The first two. Yeah, I mean, if you want to play the first two, I know the games often go on sales sale for about five bucks a piece on Amazon. So definitely keep an eye out for that. You know, when Steam sales come around again. Oh uh, yeah, I only have just 
didn't have the time or just conflicted, you know? I mean, it's yeah, like a yeah. long yeah. game. Yeah, they are long games. And I know that the uh, next team sale will probably be either around like like fall, so it'd be like October, November-ish, and then we've got uh, the big winter sale around December. So That's true. More Tons games. of opportunities. Yay. <laughs> Yay, buy more games. Huzzah. Remember those last 20 games you purchased, maybe 13 <laughs> of them at the most you've beaten? Yeah, well, you know, about to buy 20 more, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so an update to another RPG would be uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. Oh, uh, Pathfinder is sort of the competitor to Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I know they recently came out with a second version, uh, which you could get a physical book on a Humble Bundle, which I did, and it's a really nice-looking book. But mm-hmm. anyway... Um, so Pathfinder Kingmaker went from the enhanced edition to the definitive edition. And uh, one of the big uh, sort of additions is that there's now a turn-based mode. I know that kind of, uh, initially it was real time, which really kind of put me off of the game. Yeah. Because like yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is fun because it's turn-based and yeah. you can really think of your strategy and it, it going real time just felt like I was playing like a, an MMO where I was trying to cast as many spells as humanly Agreed. possible as quickly as yeah. possible. Yeah, because games like that, in my opinion, anyway, are just they're better suited if they are turn based. Like, you know, yeah. you can go either way yep. for pretty much any game, but there are just some games that have like a staple to them, especially games like Dungeons and Dragons. Like you said, it's just better if it's turn based. Otherwise, it's just an action RPG or something. Yeah. <laughs> And I know yeah. that the Pathfinder Studio, uh, I think the reason this came around is the Pathfinder Studio semi-recently, I think in the last year, may, uh, kick-started the second game they, they were doing uh, mm-hmm. in the Pathfinder universe. And they one of the stretch goals was a turn-based mode. And I guess sort of to create hype, they backported the turn-based mode, uh, especially because they just did it on consoles. And on consoles, it'd be really, really hard to try and very quickly cast spells and use abilities uh, unless it's turn-based. So. Oh yeah, for sure, right. So yep. uh, you know, I I think it was it was two things. They were trying to get to a larger market through you know turn-based on consoles because mm-hmm. consoles were you know you know it'd be impossible to play the kind of game on a console without turn-based. And also they were trying yeah. to look good for PR reasons because they wanted uh, the second game to do well. Though I am kind of sad that the second or the second game in the series, uh, it's not a sequel. It's just like a different sort of storyline. Unfortunately, did not hit the dinosaur uh, companion stretch goal, but it hit a lot of other good stuff. So I what? am excited to see it when it comes out. I don't think I'll be buying it day one, though, considering a lot of the coolest stuff came out in either free updates or DLC. Like, I think, like, Tieflings are, like, a a, a sort of RPG staple at this point. But then it came out as, like, a DLC. So, I don't know. I just think that I'll I'll personally wait. Uh, By the way, the game is called Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, that's the okay. second game in the series. It made uh, two million on Kickstarter, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, we don't get dinosaurs. 
Uh, but we did get uh, talking weapons, so that's cool. <laughs> Dude, if if you want my opinion, I think the talking weapons are better than dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, well, the, yeah, it was a stretch goal I mean, before. Dinosaurs have been done, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, weapons. true enough. I want my sword to tell me how effectively I'm killing things. Dude, I'll, dude, I so want a sassy <laughs> battle axe or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, right? that was okay, I guess. But my previous <laughs> user could have. Cl- cl- uh, <laughs> destroy cleaved him straight in twain if only right. you were him you know or right, something you, like that yeah right you attack it axe is like you missed his head his neck <laughs> is a bit higher dude it's yeah the axe is like dude it's an ogre how do you miss that <laughs> it's 20 feet tall are dude, you an imbecile so cool. <laughs> yeah well, i got a talking sword awesome, dude. Yeah. or you know something uh, so yeah so I'm interested in uh, when that one comes out, but yeah, the definitive edition is out now and I can't wait to play it because it used to be, you had to play with a well-made yet janky mod that it was janky, man. It just didn't work right. So I I'm glad that there's now an official one so that I don't have to try and use the mod manager anymore. But uh, a new DLC coming out for a game that I was sort of interested in is uh, mm-hmm. Borderlands 3 has their last story DLC coming oh, yes. out. Uh, the teaser just sh- was showed off, and it's in Krieg the Psycho's mind. Yes. I, I can't believe the game was released a year ago. This is yes. like yesterday. Mm-hmm. A lot of the DLC has been surprisingly good. Like in the first game and the second game, like I'd have to say the best DLC were the extra characters and then you just kind of ignored all the other DLCs. Well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. I, I forgot about the story DLCs there. Like you had like uh the armory of Scarlet something. Yeah. The, um, and Doctor Zed. Pirate Scarlet to well, depends on what game, yeah. The um Claptrap yeah. one, the Claptrap Revolution. I like that one. Yeah, that was for the first game. I don't Yeah. The second second games I was thinking mostly the second game. The second oh, so, game's DLCs weren't as good as the first game. Yeah, so, no, I agree. The, the one I pre- liked the most was the last one. Not to interrupt, but the last one for the second one, the uh, Pirates, not the Pirates, the um, the Assault on Dragon's Keep. Because it's oh, basically yeah. like the D&D take on, um, you know, Borderlands. <laughs> and yeah. that was just so awesome. Like, the other three were good, in my <laughs> opinion, but the, the fourth one, mm, delicious. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I, I haven't really played a lot of them. Uh, they just didn't look too appealing because I don't know. They just didn't look appealing to me for when I played the game. Uh, But I think it's really interesting. I've enjoyed revisiting the characters. Mm -hmm. I like, we saw gauge in the first second one gauge was in the second one. uh, And Krieg is in the fourth one. Uh, So it's just, it's just been fun. I am a little sad that we didn't get character DLC this time. Yeah. But, I can kind of understand it considering they quoted the statistics and only like 1% of the player base played either as Krieg or Gage. So there's, there's like really no point in like like people get attached to their character. They've leveled up to like level 60 and they don't want to start over again unless they're really, really into the game. So I think that, they are just instead this time focusing on increasing the level cap and adding new 
content with the characters instead of just yeah. you know making more characters. It's upsetting because I was the one percent that actually liked playing as Gage and and Krieg. I I played Krieg, man. What can I yeah. say? Dude, Krieg was awesome. So overpowered. The only thing he just had a hard time with was fighting against the Invincibles. Everything else he just decimated. Like he yeah. just basically couldn't die unless you either like seriously messed up or you know some BS. But you know, Murder Saw was a fun power. Just made you melee, and then he just ran at people and got full health after every kill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm really, really curious what they're going to do with this DLC because, like, I understand that they're going to be going in Krieg's mind because um, the Assault and Dragons Keep, like, they went all out. You know, same thing with um, I didn't like it that much because Borderlands pre sequel wasn't that great in my opinion. But the uh, Claptrap, where you're inside of Claptrap's mind, right? Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of small little like mechanics they add to the guns because you know they can like they don't have to justify how is this possible well it's easy you're inside of claptrap's mind there's a gun in dragon's keep tiny teens assault on dragon's keep it's called sword explosion it's a shotgun that fires swords that explode that's actually pretty cool yeah like so so what are they going to do with craig like what kind of what kind of loot you going to get out of his mind <laughs> I think it'll be really interesting too, narrative wise, because Krieg yes. was not initially a psycho. Mm. So you, I, th I hope we'll get to see his past because Same. none of it's really been revealed so far. Uh, and why he turned into a psycho and why he became a good psycho in a sense, like, yeah. a, like a vault, a good vault hunter psycho. Cause mm. most of the psychos are just like instant kit. Like they see someone and they instantly kill them. And I mean, yeah. Krieg, Krieg is kind of no exception, but he like doesn't kill Maya or Axton or any of those people. So yeah. like he's got he's got to have a little more going for him there than. Yeah. Uh, th so no, no, I, I was that's kind of the end of my sentence. So okay, I uh, Not, I I'm think really it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is really interesting. I'm sorry. No need to apologize, Flubbles. Okay. But I, I think they did explain uh, a little bit about Krieg, but I'm not sure. It would be nice to see more about him. Yeah, definitely. He was definitely a pretty enigmatic character. Uh, Gage, not as much. She was kind of just like yeah, spoiled brat with hmm. mechanics, skills. Yeah. But then you have like, like Krieg, who's a super psycho. Yes. Yet he's not. He's not like dead yet. Because mm. he seems to have some sort of minor intelligence hidden behind him, so yeah, yeah, I I I could probably explain all their stories except for Craig because I spent like like five thousand hours in Borderlands too. I played that game. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Craig was always a mystery, so I'm excited to see where where Craig is from and what Craig does. Same, yeah, definitely would be interesting. So yeah. we got a little bit of sad news here. Oh, no. Uh, the first sad news being that the LibRetro uh, uh, GitHub was hacked and destroyed. LibRetro is sort of an emulation layer that can be used in other programs. Like I believe that um, uh, RetroArch uses LibRetro. So. Oh, no. Yeah, it really is a shame. And unfortunately, like I said, nobody has a backup, supposedly. So I that don't know if the project will just be dead. Yeah, that's a shame. All that work yeah. and all that time. Because, yeah, RetroArch and, you know, all the other, um, like, it, it must have taken a lot of time to not only amass that, but actually the creators actually create all that. 
and now yeah. it's just gone. Like that's a shame. That's why. Like why? Yeah. That's like, like why would you do that? Yeah. What did you gain for doing that? Like are you that against people playing old games that they can't get their hands on otherwise? I don't like, know, man. Like, you know, in some cases you can get them, but in other cases you can't. Like you know. I'm honestly not- hopeful. I'm honestly hopeful that some random kid on the internet downloaded the entire GitHub by accident, like a couple months ago, and is like, <laughs> "I have a zip file named LibRetro," and they're like, "Oliver Code, yes, thank you, young Timmy." <laughs> not free though. <laughs> yeah, about to say. Then little Timmy's gonna be like, "All right, what are you willing to pay for this?" <laughs> They're like, come on, it's free. It was free work. You can't charge people for free work. (laughs) I need some cookies and milk. Yum, cookies and milk. (laughs) It's like, give me some cookies and milk and we'll call it a day. I'll send you the file. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just just hopeful, but, you know, who knows? Same, yeah. It's a great mindset to have. Sometimes it lets you down, but, you know. In other bad news, Oculus VR soon will require a Facebook account. Like, that was a popular move. Ugh. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, yeah. I guess I mean, I mean, guess it is. Facebook does now own, or for a while they've owned Oculus, so I guess they're, yeah. Just, I don't know what wh- they're thinking. Though. Yeah, why would you make it a Facebook account? Nobody wants a Facebook account. <sighs> Facebook is pretty dead. Pretty much. The I only thing keeping it alive is like grandmas and stuff trying to reach their kids, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. Rocksteady, I mean, yeah. the uh, creator of the Batman Arkham series, was recently f- uh, accused of having uh, sexual harassment that they ignored in the workplace. But they seem to be taking a good approach to it. And now uh, they've got, like, a response letter and stuff, and hopefully that will get worked out. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Marvel Mm -hmm. Avengers beta was super underwhelming, so much so that, in fact, that PC Gamer wrote an entire article titled Why the Marvel Avengers beta made me not want to play the game anymore, or something along those lines. Jeez, really? It was that bad? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, the game had the issue of not having Spider-Man controversy. And then apparently the game is sort of RPG Borderlands-ish where it like drops like guns and armor and stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. So items and stuff. Yeah. That randomized, but it's so meaningless. (laughs) Apparently like the, like it doesn't change how you play like in the Borderlands gun, man, like especially in the third game, man, you can like you'll be shooting fish and burgers and then you throw when you reload you throw the gun and it explodes like a grenade yeah like Like, seriously oh man but in apparently like marvel avengers it was just all like minor stat boosts and it was just really boring after a while right so uh, if you have a pre-order maybe think about refunding it a lot of stores have refund policies including steam where you can refund it before the game comes out yeah so uh i don't like i'm i don't know i'm not gonna tell you how to live your life i'm just warning you listener that uh that maybe you shouldn't but if you did feel free to email us you can find our email in our link tree or it's uh d-i-t-d reviews at gmail.com so if you ever have any questions dear listener send them over there and we're happy to bring them up on the podcast 
Uh, cool. Have a segment like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would like that too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Marvel's Avengers is apparently pretty terrible. Um, you know, it's gonna be. Uh, it's kind of a shame. Like I didn't want it to be bad, but um, my roommate and I were talking about it a while ago, and I kind of like stressed that you know my worries, my concerns, uh, for it being terrible. Like you know, and early out, like early access, what have you. I was worried about it being bad. But at the same time, it's still kind of surprising. Like, uh, did, did isn't Square Enix working on this? I honestly I don't know. Yeah, I thought Square Enix was working on it. So I'm not too surprised considering it's outside of their realm and they have other people working it. But at the same time, it's like these people made Final Fantasy, you know? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, but I think, I think, the, yeah, I think the problem is, is that, like, a lot of the people that have made those final fantasies have probably moved on by now <laughs> so square enix technically isn't the same square enix you know from the I good suppose. final fantasy area era yeah but they just got done making seven remake and from what i, I never played it because i never played a single final fantasy game from what i heard final fantasy 7 remake was amazing see well that that's what i think might be the issue though if it is because i think because there is gonna be they're still working on part two of the yeah. final fantasies so i think to an extent a bunch of their you know their focus and effort is towards that yeah so this is like a kind of to them it's kind of more of like a side project so it's like they're not necessarily you know so it's like they're not necessarily putting as much effort yeah. and focus into it so then it kind of i think to an extent it kind of come you know what happens to it kind of is what happened, you know, that they don't really pay attention to it as much. And it's just like, right. This is what you get. Have their, yeah. They have their priorities elsewhere. Yeah. So in other words, just play Gotham nice or suicide squad. Basically, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only issue is that, uh, Gotham Knights is really, and suicide squad are pretty far away. Especially Suicide Squad. I mean, Gotham Knights is supposed to come out next year, but Suicide Squad's not supposed to come out for another two years. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, the Gotham Knights gameplay looked really, really good. It was kind of weird that there was sort of like an RPG mechanic, it looked like, with, like, enemies having levels and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but it was it looked pretty fun. Uh, I, I think the character selection's pretty good. Uh, it's Batgirl, Robin, so I think that'd be Damian Wayne Robin, especially because he used the the staff. Yeah, uh, Night- yeah, Nightwing, who is the Teen Titans Robin, and uh, Red Hood, another former Robin. Yeah. Even though he's like a bad guy in the Arkham, Arkham Knight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, definitely like an anti-hero sort of character. So I'm surprised he's actually working together with them. Considering yeah, yeah. his goals are often very different. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, depending on the comic series, I think they do work together. Yeah, you know they do I mean? on occasion, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not necessarily evil. Evil, they just, you know, uh, Red Hood has, like, a different... I'm not too knowledgeable on Red Hood, but I do like, co- like you know, Marvel Comics and DC Comics. I think it's because, like, you know, depending on if their interests align, otherwise it's like, screw you, I want nothing to do with you type deal. Yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly, what happened was with Red Hood was that he um he was 
two Batmans before Dame, uh, two Robins before Damian Wayne. Yeah. And so he was the one before Nightwing and uh, he was captured and put into a, a warehouse full of like uh, a, a flammable gas, an explosive gas, like yeah. gasoline or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Batman actually didn't save him in time. Yeah, he couldn't. Make and he it. thought he was just dead, but it turns out that he managed to crawl out or something, and then he like lived on the street, and and he was harassed by um like mafia members or something. The the person who was taking care of him and healed him, um, you know, mm-hmm. was was being shook down by the mafia for like uh protection money or something, and got beat up real bad. Yeah. So. He just got like really tired of it, and he, you know he still had his Robin skills. I think he was amnesiac. He had amnesia or something for a while, um, and he just became like a, a notorious mafia killer. Uh, and he and he hates Batman because he he wonders why Batman didn't kill the Joker after he had thought that the Joker had killed him. And that too, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because they, they've rebooted it so many times that, like, you know, they, they change it so often. I think the newest iteration is, uh, for the most part, um, Red Hood is actually on Batman's side. Like, he's a part of the Bat family. Like, he, like yeah. he's still, you know, negative, but, like, he's not like he was before where it was like he will say no. He still feels compelled to do whatever Batman says, so. I mean, but yeah, he he, he, he did have sort of a redemption arc. I mean, I think he was even Batman at one point. Yes. Um, there was that whole like Batman went missing. Mm-hmm. I think Red Hood became Batman, but then Nightwing took over because Red Hood was yeah. giving Batman a bad name or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I think there's also a comic where Damian Wayne as a kid was even trying to take over for Batman. Yeah. But like he he didn't wear the mantle. He was just basically going around, you know, beating the hell out of people. And they're like, "How is this kid so good?" You know, so bad. I like how, I like how, the topic changed from Avengers to Batman. Yeah, I know. Well, right, jump. Yeah, around. we're going from Marvel to DC. Well, I mean, there's superhero, you know, stuff. Right. So we got a. It's a good segue. Oh, yeah, um, when, you know, <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting that with the Gotham Knights gameplay, the developer said that depend. It seems like you can choose which. Uh, villain you want to go after first which is why they mentioned that Mr. Freeze has different attacks uh, as a boss battle when you if you beat, fight him at different levels plus I thought it was kind of cool that it's co-op yeah that is kind of cool. it also proves that it's not the sequel to Arkham Knight yes yeah. they did they said that the true sequel to Arkham Knight is uh, Suicide Squad yeah so if you want a continuation of the Arkham story, you got to go to Suicide Squad instead of this Gotham Knights. It seems like Gotham Knights is sort of like a side story. Actually, no, they said it was in a different continuum entirely. Uh, but Suicide Squad is a direct sequel to the Arkham universe. So I think I'm hoping it'll be good. I have enjoyed Arkham uh, Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah. I never played Origins because that's like the bastard child. And I have not played Arkham Knight. <laughs> But uh, I'm hoping that we get more good Batman games because the WB Media Gaming Creation Group is really knows how to make them. Yeah, I 100% agree. But um, before we go to the next thing, um, the next topic, when you said that uh, like if you fight Mister Freeze at a later later level, 
uh, did you mean like if you fight, let's say, two other bosses, then you fight him, he gets different moves based on the order yeah, you well, fight him? It seems to have like RPG mechanics in that enemies have levels, like I saw in the trail in the gameplay sort of trailer thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the the goons Batgirl was fighting was level were level thirty eight. So uh-huh. apparently, like if Batgirl, they said specifically, the developer said if you're fighting Mister Freeze at level five versus level fifteen, uh, you will have uh, a different fight because at level fifteen. He's more powerful in his new attacks compared to when he's level five, which oh, sort of adds the replayability. Yeah, because you want to keep replaying to see exactly what attacks they got. That, that is pretty cool. Yeah, you I was kind of. Imagine if you fight him level fifteen, he has like a, like a whole a whole other form. Like he's got a giant ice mech. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I yeah, also want to. Sorry, go ahead again. No, I was just saying. What were you going to say? Oh, I also wanted to say that I kind of thought the Suicide Squad picks, like half of them were kind of weird. Like we we got the Harley Quinn. She's the face of the Suicide Squad. Okay, yeah, makes sense. We got Deadshot, another really cool DC villain. But that I don't know. Like then we have Shark Man, who I've never heard of before. And we've got like Evil Flash. So... (laughs) <laughs> I just thought it was kind of an odd choice, especially considering the movie had like Killer Croc, yeah. uh, the Enchantress, mm-hmm. and all all kinds of other cool, you know, characters right. that are more that are better well more well known, honestly. Yeah, and I agree, but um, it might be because of the continue uh, continuation, like you were saying earlier, because each each continuation follows different um, whether they're minor or otherwise, there are a lot of differences. Like technically Harley Quinn being a part of the Suicide Squad and still not being with Joker is still a completely different continuation. You know what I mean? So it could yeah. be that too, yeah. But it could also be maybe because they couldn't get the rights to the character or some other BS. I don't know. The shark guy yeah. is actually pretty cool. There's a Harley Quinn television show out right now that uh it's basically just a huge joke. Like it's funny. Um he's on that, so maybe that's why they're doing it. Promote the show. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, man, there's just so many other cool characters that were on the Suicide Squad. I'm just surprised they picked of all the shark right, yeah. guy. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just kind of weird. But they did pick Captain Boomerang. He was the other one who was there. I think I that was his name. Uh, he's a he's a speedster, like I said. But his oh yeah, like, no, I think, I think it's Reverse Flash. Captain Boomerang is the my boy that throws a boomerang and attacks you with boomerang related tools. You know. Oh really? Yeah, I, like I don't think that was the reverse flash. I don't remember the reverse flash being an angry drunk Australian man. I thought you said he was yellow like Flash. No, yeah, no, he, he no, he's like he looks like a hobo and he's like an angry drunk Australian man. Oh yeah, that th- definitely is. Then yeah, that definitely is Captain. Okay, because he he seems to have speedster powers, sort of like the Flash, but he specifically uses a boomerang. Huh. Yeah, like in the trailer, he's he he like sort of teleport. Interesting. I might have learned something new today. Like I don't know much about the character personally, but yeah, uh, he, shouldn't, was, he shouldn't be able to do that. Like he, he he was basically like he's always the ass end of the joke in the um, Suicide Squad because he literally <laughs> only has the power to throw a boomerang and catch it, <laughs> kind of like Kite Man. Like all he's got going for him, he's a master <laughs> Kite Man. Kite oh, Man too. Like yeah, there are some <laughs> characters that are just like. 
you know, at the time when they came out during like the 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe they were, you know, kind of interesting. But, you know, today it's like, what is this shit? Yeah, but I, honestly, his his sarca- sarcasm and stuff was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah I, I, mostly the one I didn't understand was Shark Guy. Because like you've got Killer Croc and mm. it's like the exact same thing except with a shark. Except he's got like a mini gun and double blades. Like I don't know, man. Hmm. I'm not so sure about that one. Yeah, the weapons sound new. I I think his name is Killer Shark. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I hope not. That'd be such a ripoff. Yeah, oh like man, that. Like I Killer Croc. Yeah. But, I um, mean, yeah. Oh my God, I'm looking it up and it is actually Killer Shark. No, I'm oh, sorry, it it's King Shark. King, King Shark. Shark. Okay. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, it's King Shark, not Killer. Killer shark, king shark, so much difference. Yeah, so um, much difference. Yeah. Forgive <laughs> me for making that subtle, subtle mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> I don't like Killer yeah, Croc but... either. But like, you know. Oh come on, I like Killer Croc. I mean, he's okay. No, the one Killer Croc I like. Did you ever see the Batman? No, I haven't. It's the show called The Batman. It's the one where Joker basically like has really long hair and he jumps around like he's like half monkey. <laughs> oh, yeah, is that wait? Batman. Is that Dread Joker? Yes, he's got like oh god, going. Dread Joker. Yeah, I really like the Killer Croc in that show because like he's actually big and bulky. You know, he's got an attitude and he's funny. That that's the Croc I really like. I'm not saying was, I hate Killer Croc overall, but he's funny. He was really scary in the Arkham series too, because yes. there was that one boss fight against him, and oh man, he's like hiding under the water. And you're stuck mm. on these crappy little rafts, and the dude's like as big as the giant tunnel you're in. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I liked, I liked that That's version of Killer Croc too. Imagine if he was in the game though, and you could play it. He'd be a little too overpowered, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He he's he's not especially like resilient or anything like that. His special powers are he's big, and he's yeah. got tough skin. Like he doesn't regenerate. He doesn't. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. he's got super strength compared to his size, but like, yeah, he's got a couple a... Of other oddball abilities too. Like, he resists disease, but yeah, there's really because no, well, right. he's a crocodile. Really yeah, there's really nothing that's like really crazy. Yeah, like honestly, he's one of the more grounded characters, except yeah. for how he was made. Somehow, he's like a kid with like crocodile DNA or something like that, and he he was actually a normal kid for a while, but then he turned crocodile. Yeah. Got abused by his family. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like honestly, that's one of the more he's one of the more uh understandable villains, basically, because uh society essentially shunned him when his skin mm. started turning scaly and he started getting giant. So he's yeah. kind of la- lashing out essentially. Right. It's like, well, if no one will accept me, and if everyone thinks I'm the monster, I'll show them a monster. Yeah, but killer I like Killer Croc. I think he's a cool character. I like the condiment king. What? <laughs> you don't know what the, you don't know who the condiment king is? No. Yeah, the condiment king is a terrible villain. Like Isn't that the one that shoots like Wait, isn't that the one that shoots ketchup and mustard guns? Yeah, that's him. Oh god. A real let's Batman just, villain. <laughs> let's just be thankful that he's not in uh Suicide Squad cuz uh Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a lot of interesting ways to make like condiments into interesting powers 
Oh no, not at all. That's why I bought it up. <laughs> you know, it's just so stupid. I, I I felt like it was. I don't mean to keep keep the you know this topic going, but I felt like it needed to be say in some said in some regard because it's so terrible. Yeah, there are a lot of really terrible villains in uh, the DC universe at one time or another. Yeah, but uh, we could see the Mad Hatter maybe. <laughs> the Mad Hatter was pretty good actually. Like I really liked his. I liked his one comic depiction uh, where he was trying to help Batman through his trauma by like yeah. put, put, putting him in a simulation. And the reason that Batman realized he was in a simulation was that he was happy. So Yeah. And then all kinds of other subtle hints, like he could, add, he couldn't read the newspaper and stuff like that. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was in the game or something, but yeah. Uh, I, I think cool. I like, I think I kind of like DC villains because they're multifaceted, sort of like the Joker. Yeah. I mean, the Joker, it depends on which joke we're talking about. Like, some of them are, like, really just really stupid. But yeah. some of them are pretty interesting in, in that, you know, they're just twisted and want chaos and stuff. They, they want to... <laughs> I'm just thinking about when uh, when you said that Batman realized he was in the simulator. Just, <laughs> just thinking about it. It's like, I'm happy. I must be in the simulation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I really like the, uh, I think it was Dreadlock's Joker too, where he explains to Batman that the only reason, um, the only reason that he does what he does is because he wants to corrupt the Batman and make him kill him. Yeah. And, uh, and because, because he know he, he knows that he and Batman are the same, so he wants to turn Batman into like, you know, show that Batman's no better than himself in the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If there's any story you want to read to have any type of idea of uh, what the Joker truly is, I think um, the uh, what was it the uh, the Killing Joke. I think that's the yeah, that's one. a classic. Yeah, because it, it pretty much shows that not only they're super similar, that they're also they're both on the opposite side of the spectrum. And Joker tries to point out, because he's not entirely wrong, it just takes one really shitty day for somebody to go crazy. But then Batman yeah. knows that it's possible to be super, you know, super opposed to everything wrong and just be, you know, justice, you know? Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, the ending was really good, too. I won't spoil it for people who want to read it. But, yeah, that one is one of the great comics. Also, Batgirl uh, had a big arc because of that particular comic. Oh, yeah, she became Oracle, yeah. Yeah, that's that was the uh, beginning of Oracle. Mm. All right, let's get off superheroes because we could talk about them all day because they're pretty awesome. We really um, could. I, I apologize for talking so. No, much. no, I talked about it enough too because yeah, I just love you know just all this silly superheroes and the yeah, cool superheroes awesome. and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but I guess speaking of silly, uh, Untitled Goose Game is coming to Steam with a two-player mode. On September 23rd. Yes. AI and I were talking about that, actually. Uh, we're thinking about getting it just so we could just start, you know, messing with people. Just Goose. Up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just wreck have it. I just find it really interesting how the, uh, that game got so much uh, interest. Because I think it started out as like a game jam game. Really? And, and yeah, yeah, like it just started out as like a fun game jam where it was like made in like 48 hours and mm. uh, or it was announced as Untitled Goose Game or something like that. And people just loved how ridiculous it was that it actually turned into like a full length game. 
because I think it was wow. just supposed to be like a demo or a little fun teaser or something like that. But uh-huh. yeah, it actually turned into something because it was so popular. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show that like even the even the ideas that you think might be the dumbest things ever could prove to be very very successful and popular. It was like it's kind of like the similar story to Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator Goat Simulator came out as an April Fools joke from Coffee Stain Studios. Uh, yes. And people thought it was so much fun that they ended up making that into a full game as well. Mm, yeah. Um, oh, man. On a, on a less fun like, note. Oh, excuse me. What'd you say, I? It's interesting what people like. It's like there's stuff that you think, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we'll release this as a complete joke. And then people love it. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll make it a thing. I think it's it kind of goes back to the fact that we, you know, we don't get a ton of silly games anymore. Every game's got to be like gritty and stuff. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. I mean, back in the day, they had like the uh, Leisure Suit Larry games, and oh yeah, mm. like they had all those, like they had all those ridiculous like comedy games that no one took yeah. seriously. Yeah. Like Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, what else? Booger Man. Yeah. yeah so like, yeah, people crazy. just people just didn't take it seriously. So when you get something that seems new in the common video gaming scene, you yeah. know, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, it's a good time because you didn't see it for a while. I know yeah, there was a real, yeah, there's a real resurgence in the laser shoot suit Larry games. Um, I believe the first game that in the reboot was a uh, laser shoot Larry, uh, wet dreams don't dry. And they just na- announced, uh, <laughs> wet dreams dry twice or something like that Wet dreams dry twice yeah so i uh i just think it's resurgence sort of in uh in a different genre that yeah you know just it's just silly fun you know mm-hmm. yeah there, sometimes you just need some of those what's not silly fun is call of duty black ops cold war <laughs> uh that's quite a name but what was really interesting was that they released the poster. The title's like a mouthful. Yeah, technically, yeah, it is quite a mouthful. Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Yeah, honestly, it should have just been Call of Duty, Cold War. Um, exactly. But yeah, they just released the, the poster. And what really shocked people was that the poster is actually pretty colorful. As I mentioned just a couple, just a second ago. Uh, a lot of the games in the Call of Duty series had kind of become pretty like gritty and everything was gray. Just probably like TFX loved them. Joking, love you, TFX. Um, (laughs) uh, No, but this one seems to be a little more tropical or a little more um, colorful because, especially because it's got like the the Cuban Missile Crisis potentially because, you know, that was a that was like the biggest like cold war uh you know event so i was i was thinking that the communist uh person on the left side of the poster uh did look a little bit cuban after all so i mean i'm not gonna get overhyped or talk a lot a lot about it until they release a gameplay or trailer i think it's like 26th you know release the trailer something like that yeah yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll love it if it looks gray enough, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, I I can't help it. You just prove it every time. What did you play? I played two gray games last, you know, yes, like the last week. Like ah, 
it's just it's easy it's low hanging fruit comedy tfx it's just too good um oh uh here was a good here's an interesting trailer uh black myth wukong uh it's a souls like with the character wukong being the protagonist uh and it actually has got a surprising amount of hype uh and it's actually from a chinese studio so i know that it's been kind of interesting watching over the last decade how sort of Chinese developers have sort of started to break out into the Western market. And I'm really hoping that this game is good because Souls Likes are fun. And I like the story of Wukong. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned because the people who made or are going to make this game made another strategy game, which is like mediocre. So yeah. I'm a little, uh, a little worried. Again, I'm- yeah. Well, We'll reserve judgment, but I what was at least a little makes us a little optimistic, or at least me in particular, was that like the first thing they released was a gameplay trailer, like it wasn't like a, a cinematic which everyone hates yeah. or anything like that. No, yeah. it was just like them playing the game. Yeah, I mean, I wish for the best. Hopefully, it's going to be a good game. I hope so. He's got seventy-two different transformations in his lore, so you need some cool transformations and clone powers, and I'm happy. In a Souls-like genre. Hopefully one of them is a monkey. Yeah. You never know these days. <laughs> they keep trying to reboot Wukong as like various things. I think there was like there's like a show on Netflix. I don't think it's a Netflix original. Where it's like a, a human or something. I don't remember. But uh Forbidden Kingdom. Something like that, yeah. That was a good Man, movie. the ending was terrible. Oh, I, think, <laughs> I was I was talking about the T V series. The ending of the T V series was really bad watch it but yeah wukong is a really cool character so i'm really hoping that uh he'll have a good game he'll have a good game for once uh next up would be since we're talking about games the next podcast is probably going to be 37 hours long because there's going to be two hours of games at gamescom stream on august 27th so prepare your butts because we're going to talk about it all be a long day <laughs> <laughs> yeah as if it wasn't already but yeah it's there's uh there's gonna be a lot of stuff in there apparently so we gotta get ready i an Elden ring please <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> they announced it like a year and a half ago and we haven't heard anything although why am i not surprised george R. R. martin is on the team so it's like <laughs> ironic yeah. yeah who knows if that'll ever come out uh, in sort of weird news, the Vampire Bloodlines 2 lead writer and producer were fired. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, they didn't, they honestly didn't know. Um, they don't know why they weren't aware of why the game was delayed and why they were fired. It was just kind of weird, honestly. I, I hope the game turns out okay, because it's kind of not a good thing when any sort of media loses its head writer yeah that's kind of a nail in a coffin of sorts because it's you know you got to find somebody that can continue what they were already doing and i don't know they probably should have just bit the bullet and just let them keep going because now you gotta you know creative writing from like a different writer is now going to make this conflict so yeah you know it could be bad now yeah definitely that's no so uh, yeah, it's just really weird, especially because there was no explanation as to why they were fired. It's just like, hmm. bah, you're gone. Yeah, that is weird. Like, what? 
I wonder if it's relating. Uh, I wonder if it's relating to COVID or something like that. I mean, maybe they try to keep their numbers up, but even that but, doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, seriously, yeah. if you're going to fire someone, fire some writing interns, not your lead writer. Yeah, they're they're uh, what I would consider to be essential. Yeah, generally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I can't way. justify that. It is weird. Huh. Yeah, definitely. I know that Splinter Cells will Splinter Cell fans will continue to be disappointed, but Prince of Persia fans. They'll probably be pretty excited. A Prince of Persia remake was recently, or like a reboot, was recently leaked on a, a digital storefront with box oh. art and everything. That's dope. Interesting. That's what's up. Yeah. Like, yeah. they had some really good games like Sands of Time and the GameCube era, so it's kind of sad. Yeah. It's going to be linear, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like an open world with some... Like boring side quests. <laughs> <laughs> wow, tell us how you really feel, TFX. Jeez. I don't like Ubisoft's uh, take on open world. And hopefully, their next game, their next Assassin's Creed game, makes it better. But still, have low, low expectations. Yeah. Um, so, the last two topics I want to talk about are games that recently came out that reviewed poorly. Uh, the first being Battletoads. The remake was recently released on Steam and Xbox Game Pass, and it was oh found to be mediocre. Oh, boy. It got a lot of sixes and sevens. Wow. That was a given. Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, even the original game was pretty bad. I know people hate, and I mean absolutely hate, the mandatory speeder levels where you've got where you're like riding like a star wars speeder and you've got to like dodge rocks but the problem is is that that you're going so fast that you can't predict the rocks so you actually have to memorize it completely to finish the level so uh could you imagine if they made it so that like the rocks were just like you know randomly generated so you can't even remember oh god (laughs) that would be evil yes he gave you that, that would be evil. Thank goodness for hardware limitations, or these days they would probably try it. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not too surprised that it did, like, you know, mediocrely for, like, its game. I I thought you were going to go in, the, in a different direction and say because it was, like, the port was bad. Like, they messed it up. It doesn't work. Nah, that's Horizon just... Zero Dawn. <laughs> and I guess apparently uh, every other game that's ported, huh? Pretty much these days. Yeah. The other game that unfortunately was reviewed poorly was Peaky Blinders Mastermind. It is sort of in the vein of Desperados, like Desperados mm. 3 and uh, Shogun Tales or whatever it was. I can't remember. It's a uh, real-time stealth tactics game. But oh, it, reviewed, it yeah. reviewed pretty poorly. Um, and that sort of disappointed me because I was really getting into the sort of top-down tactics stealth genre after Desperados 3, and there really aren't a ton of games like that. So I'm honestly sad, and Netflix is 0-3 in terms of games. Oof. Because uh, they had a Narcos game, which was absolutely trashed on. Sucks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they had uh, a crystal, the Dark Crystal uh, series that they remade, 
and then they made like a, a Final Fantasy Tactics game around it, which is mediocre. And now Peaky Blinders Mastermind is mediocre. So, I mean, Netflix is not doing so great in terms of, you know, their yeah. video game department. They're not doing I mean, great. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is Netflix. So I'm not too surprised. I don't know, man. They just need to give it to an actually good developer, I guess. Yeah. Like, I Maybe maybe lend it out, you know what I mean? Just be like, hey, you you want to make a game for me? You know, just do all the contractual obligations, yada yada yada, legal yeah. BS, and then just yeah, make just a game. give it. it. <laughs> yeah, just do what Games Workshop does with all the Warhammer games. Just give it to literally anyone who wants it. <laughs> you, you'll get nine. You'll get ninety terrible games, but at least you'll get two good ones out of it. <laughs> right, right. Versus versus all ninety two of the games being terrible because you're terrible at making games. Yeah. You of yeah. course being Netflix in this case. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, I I mean these are cool like concepts. Yeah, just not executed well. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now this is a segment for interesting upcoming games. I'm an indie lover, so I usually have indie games around this particular part. Uh, and the indie game that I sort of want to put focus on is called Time Break Chronicles. Uh, the art style is very similar to the Final Fantasy games on the SNES, which instantly caught my eye. And what also caught my eye was that there are over 100 characters, which each have their own unique class. So I've been sort of looking for a turn-based game with a ton of like job variety. And uh, this seems to be it. Nice, nice. The only issue is it's releasing into early access, so I'm a little concerned about that, uh, since yeah. uh, other games have been terrible before. But I'm hopeful, mm. like a lot of the things we mentioned here, I'm hopeful that it'll be good, yeah. and I might buy it if it's affordable. It depends upon the price, honestly. My 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 cutoff point is generally around twenty bucks. So yeah, I'm about the same. Like if it's a, mm-hmm. if it looks really promising, thirty if it's early access. But anything more, I'm not willing to, because I, I have a policy personally. I don't like buying early access games because I'm always afraid that they'll like never finish it or it'll just be terrible. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, you know, at least some games I purchased like Seven Days to Die. At least they're still working on it. I mean, it's been in early access for almost like eight years now, but you know, at least I know I didn't waste my money. <laughs> like I'll yeah, eventually like, get a full game. <laughs> it's like, what is it now? It's Alpha Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly, we got like yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. It, it does sound like something you know worth looking into. Hopefully, if it's uh, early access, you know when it is when it comes out. Hopefully, it's worth you know at least trying. Yeah. Uh, also, another interesting upcoming game. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but their Kickstarter is doing really, really well, and they have a lot of stretch goals. Uh, Auden Chronicles. It's still up on uh, for kickstarting for the next like week, kind of. So, if you want a spiritual successor to Sweet Odin games on PlayStation, you really should take a look at it. But just know that it'll come out in probably 2022, so don't expect it anytime soon. Hmm. Okay. I see. I see. Anything else? Anything you guys are looking forward to that have sort of popped up recently in the news lately? Uh, I'm not sure how recently it's popped up, but um, I heard about Crash Bandicoot having a fourth iteration in the series. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. 
Yeah, I didn't do too much research into it yet, but you know, it does sound like something I really want to do. Like I want to play. Watch Dogs Legion. It's another game that sounds interesting. Yeah, we talked about that one in the past. That one's really amazing. Yeah, and which is why this it's coming out this year, hopefully. So and hopefully it'll be good. So Yeah, hopefully uh, we don't play it and take that's the game we were talking about where they were delaying it and they kept taking stuff out, right? No, that one was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, okay. Another game I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really looking forward to Halo. Uh, Halo Infinite, though, honestly. I'm not really looking forward to that. <laughs> no. What were you saying, AI? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, hopefully Cyberpunk is keep pushing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> they crossed the 90-day threshold, which was when the game was pushed back. Every time there were 90 days left, they pushed it back. So the fact that they call, crossed the 90-day threshold is at least good news. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, geez, it was supposed to come out like in April, on April 20th or something. And yeah, <laughs> now it's in November. Yeah. Right. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being here, Plubbles, TFX, and uh, I. Uh, that has been our podcast. Uh, hmm. Are there any final comments you have for the nice viewers out there? Hmm. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh... I guess the only thing I really have to say is that if you've listened to the whole thing and you're still listening, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. And I hope you're doing well during these trying times. Stay safe. Do the drugs. Stings. No, not staying in school, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Watch try, try to stay away from school right now. <laughs> and yeah. if you do yeah, it, or, at least, or at least do it online if you can. Make it... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you do have to go into school, wear your mask. Use your hand sanitizer, wash your hands, you know, the stuff that you should know, you know, at the age of five, et cetera, et cetera. You know. <laughs> oh, plebbles come calling out right there. <laughs> you got a little spicy. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, you gotta make it sizzle, you know. Yeah, it's like that's the thing I'm a little worried about. Cause I know um where I live, it does sound like schools might be going back to, in soon. Um because, yeah, it's a, one of those things where it's, like, where f- our county is, like, f- getting off of the state's, like, watch list. So it sounds like they might be reopening schools. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to school. I'm not going. I'm just taking online classes, so it doesn't affect me too much. But I'm still I'm a little worried about that. Understandable. Yeah, stay safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please uh, rate us. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a variety of other places. So definitely give us a, a thumbs up or tell us you hate us if you really don't like it because, you know, we're always trying to improve uh, the podcast. Uh, you can subscribe with your favorite podcast app. It's pretty easy. We have an RSS feed. And also, like I said, you can find us on many podcast stores. Um, if you want to talk to us, uh, we have a rather active Twitter account. Or uh, if you have any thoughts about any of the topics or want to send in a question, uh, feel free to email us. Our email is found in our Linktree link, which is in the description of every podcast uh, up to since the fifth one, because we were still learning up to that point. Uh, Our group name on Steam is uh, Devils in the Detail. Our Discord is discord.com forward slash invite forward slash capital M C capital G P X C capital U 
And of course, if you want to support us, we will definitely be appreciative of that because our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash D-I-T-D. So that's been our show. Uh, Thank you very much. And until the devils are released again. Oh, my God. Craig won't leave. Craig, why? Hope is not allowed. Hope is banned.